Hello. Jacob Katzman, are you there? I'm here. Wow. Well, how long has it been since we have last recorded a Kings in the Northeast podcast? God, it has to have been over a year. Maybe. I'd say maybe. I'd say a year and a half to two. Yeah. uh, Well, yeah, because we did spring semester senior year and fall. Yes. Fall and spring. I'm sure it's pretty easy to look up when our last episode was posted. I'm sure a diehard fan will figure it out for us. Like uh, our diehard fan, Brian Laura? Our diehard fan, Brian Laura, will immediately know when the last episode was. He's such a diehard fan. Remember when he called in from Los Angeles? I, I do remember that. I think he probably won a free drink, too. I think he did want to win a free uh, mudslide off that, or probably a, uh, what did we used to get? Painkiller? Um, no, what did we used to offer? We used to offer, um... Ooh, that's a great question. What did we, we offer? Um, my phone is somewhere. It's definitely, I have it. In terms um, of... Espresso martini. Uh, yeah, you're right. That's what we used to offer. So the last episode we posted was March 28th, 2021. Wow. wow. That's, that's yeah, so it's a year and a half. About. A half. We had, <laughs> and then the, the episode before that was Sexual Power in Game of Thrones, SO240 Assignment 5. Oh, that wasn't our last one. We did one after that. We did What Was John's Plan, Egret Supporters Beware. And the description reads, in Jacob and Andrew's triumphant return to Game of Thrones podcasting, the most delicious Game of Thrones meal, what John's plan was for his and Egret's relationship, and end up debating what would happen if Rob won his war against the Lannisters. Wow, that was a run-on sentence. We didn't really... I still think it was perfect. Yeah, that was definitely perfect. So, all right, well, we're back after a year and a half. Uh, You know... And we are going to be discussing a myriad of topics. Uh, I, I didn't send you this brainstorming one, but I figured, I think, the, the you know, we appeal to the common folk out there, you know. So Absolutely. this is a podcast for the folk. Um, I figured, you know, of course, we'll touch on uh, the Game of Thrones prequel, sequel. We ended up watching Top Gun 2. A few weeks ago, of course, we'll oh, talk about movie. that. Um, and we may or may not have a caller. We'll see on if this person responds to us or not. Um, and depending on if this person responds to us or not, we could discuss uh, Matt World uh, a little bit because I know oh, that that'd be perfect. I know that the life of Matt Castellani <laughs> is one that people want to hear about a lot because it truly is interesting. Matt and Castellani has. Has never been on this podcast. He no, he's never. I've, and I've made multiple grievances filed appearances, but he's never been on Kings of the Northeast. This is true, and we can discuss uh, his Fourth of July appearance <laughs> in uh, in Greenwich, Connecticut. Well, he did fall. He took a tumble. He probably checked on that. <laughs> he took a tumble. Oh man! So why don't we? We'll we'll give Matt a moment or two. Uh, because we may have just revealed who the caller may or may not be. Uh, if he doesn't call in, that means we could just get more heinous with what, the things that we say about him, because we all know that 
Matt's definitely not going to listen to this. Matt doesn't even listen to one minute of grievances filed so it can get a listener. That's the the laziness that Matt gets because Matt That's will crazy. Matt will finish recording grievances filed and he'll just have the need to immediately go on hinge and tinder <laughs> because he cannot spend more than a few minutes away from it at a time what you gotta understand is it's all about the bio and the photos the bio and the photos see you need to have like a photo with a bunch of friends and then you need to have some by yourself and then you need to be doing something cool too. Flawless advice. I, I have. Tell you, works great for him. I have a dog. I have a dog. <laughs> Did you know I have a dog? Hold on, hold on. Before you go, I have a dog. <laughs> so stop walking away. <laughs> we might as well just start on this topic since we we've just entered it. Um, yeah. So where do we even begin with Matt? So. This past weekend, we had the crew come down or up or whichever direction to Greenwich. And, you know, we had a, a nice, fun time for the 4th of July. Everyone was there. I think even, hasn't Henry called into the show before? Henry was there. Henry uh, has called into the show before. Yep, Henry has called into the show before. Uh, Henry was there and not there at the same time. Henry was not on this planet by the time... Uh, <laughs> By probably by the time like nine p.m. rolled around, he was in space. Yes, he was. He, he was, was in outer he space. He was far beyond. He was out of his galaxy. He was a total space cadet. Uh, <laughs> I just remember I looked over to Henry at one point. Cookie in mouth just does not acknowledge, and then goes back to to sitting on the the outdoor the outdoor chair. Uh, I knew it was bad when he got philosophical. What was he getting? What was he getting philosophical about? Um, well, this, this might be a little, uh, hot button for Kings in the Northeast. This might be a little bit too much, too many takes going on. Let's hear, let's but hear the topic and, and then we'll... a lot of theology and, yeah. um, uh, philosophy going on, but all oh, well, we it, love that. All of it. Interesting. Oh, well, that's great. <laughs> Let, let's, <laughs> let's hear some of it. I mean, we know. We know Game of Thrones revolves a lot around religion, so this is another perfect segue. So a perfect segue into the Lord of Light and the Targaryens is, mm. of course, Henry's fascination with uh, Judaism. Oh <laughs> yes, it was nonstop. Well, you have so many questions. You have a fascination with Judaism too. You can speak Hebrew. I, I yeah. And you went to Jewish school as well. Yeah, for fifteen years. Right. Some wouldn't call that a fascination. Some would call that you know, a religion. But... <laughs> well, be that as it may, uh, some may call hell uh, being around Matt Castellani for too long. But not to not to. This is not a, a Matt Castellani roast. I mean, by all means, he can no. he can tune in and listen to this. I mean, this is not anything we wouldn't say to him. Uh, and in fact, someone did say to him, my sister that he began repeating the same thing to her in the span of a 15-minute conversation, which is why we wanted to get Matt Castellani on the phone. So we figured, okay, well, if Matt has a 15-minute conversation with someone, you know, like my sister, and then he begins repeating himself, that begs the question, you know, on the whole hinge, Tinder, whatever, what 
I want to know what a typical Matt Castellani date entails with the I, I agree completely. with the conversation, right? Absolutely. I don't know what he talks about. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, well, we we discussed some of the topics. One was he has a dog. Dog. Uh, yep. Football. Mm-hmm. Us. Right. Work, maybe? Mm, maybe. Drink, drink making. Drink making, definitely. Yep, that's a huge one. Um, Boston, just in general, being from Boston. Yep. Well, let me give him a call right now. We'll see if Matt answers the phone. Um, we're calling in. Well, he's calling us, right? Because we only take calls. Yeah, yeah. he's as, calling in as a podcast. We don't call. No, no, no. This is this is what the other line sounds like. We just have his phone tapped. I don't like how he's not answering right now. Hi, this is Matt Castellani. You've reached my voicemail. Please leave. Please leave a message. A message. I'll be sure to get back to you. I, I'm i not having a good feeling about this. Oh. No, it doesn't seem to be wrong. I reached the phone of Matt Castellani. Sorry. Boo. Right. Pick up next time. All right, so he didn't answer. Not a good sign. No, he did not. Nope. Um, Maybe right. he's on a date right now. This is true. He could be on it. So... The also the amount of dates that Matt goes on is astonishing. He might be well, or so he says. So he says he might. I think Matt's the most eligible bachelor uh, in Boston, right? Well, he is the tallest person in Boston by far. This is true. This is true. He's he's not five eight. He's not five eight. Obliterates the competition. Right. So you know he is. uh, (laughs) I'm taller than Matt. So what is Matt? Like six feet on the dot, and I'm like six feet I he, and a half. I he have to, he would have to be then, right? I always find it interesting hovering right around the six foot mark because Matt, I I am sure marks himself down to six one in the uh, in the Tinder ledger. Definitely, he definitely says six one. Oh yeah, no. it's like when I say five eleven, but I'm actually five ten and three quarters. Exactly, and that's not even that's not even. That big of an egregious lie. It's only bad when you stand next to a girl who's five eleven. That happened one time. Then I had to. Now I don't answer the height question for a while. Or uh, what about a girl who's five twelve? Well, that's see, that's a good reference. Right. Yes. Maybe she'll listen to this. Matt. Matt or her friends. Matt Toro likes women who are five foot twelve. Right. Absolutely. It's his favorite type of girl. Is five twelve and uh, crazy. <laughs> That's his type. Yeah. Yes. And, and five twelve, and not all there. Matt Toro has other types as well. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> we don't need to go into. No, we we won't go into all of his types. I can't believe we discussed that at the Fourth of July. That he... I brought it up. I I, I knew it was a bad idea, but then I kept doing it because I, I started being amused by it. Yeah. It was great. I thought oh, it was great. Absolutely. So, in the meantime, we'll wait for Matt to uh, probably not respond. But, you know, I hope this uh, at least generates some traction here or interest into uh, the affairs that go on in in Matt world on a daily basis. He's either going to bed by 9 p.m. or uh, he's probably out till, I don't know. Seems like he's out late whenever he's on dates. Well, that's because he gets the hotel room, right? (laughs) (laughs) 
that he doesn't buy. <laughs> His parents look at the credit card bill and they're like, Matt, why did you buy a hotel room? Well, I suppose. Yeah, absolutely. I, suppo- I, I enjoy the hotel. I, I guess buying the hotel room is better than uh, driving back hammered on I-90 at like 2 in the morning. Yeah, or taking the uh, which, commuter rail. Which he also does. Oh, that's bad. <laughs> that's another thing Matt Toro does is go home at like 5.30 in the morning. Which, which is the last insane. Insane. But he's alive. He teleports to his front door. <laughs> yes. I don't know how I got back, but he makes it safely in bed. We'll, we'll have a repeat of that experience in a month. Mm-hmm. A little less than a month. A little less than a month. It's already July 9th, and we're, we're looking forward to August 6th. So another development was for your birthday, we were, I, I assume, going to go to Patriot Saloon, which is now Absolutely. now shut down. Now, for yeah, those of you who don't know, Patriot Saloon, a bar in New York City, was a bar in New York City. We learned two nights ago that it was, uh, it now ceases to exist. Tragically. Yeah. And we weren't sure Jesus. why until we, you know, put the pieces together. The alcohol there is so incredibly dirt cheap. It's maybe three or four dollar beers, two dollar jello shots. You pay everything in cash. Which again, no one, maybe that's the reason why. No one, it's such a pain in the ass to have cash. Oh, I thought the reason was it's cash only so they can commit tax fraud. Well, obviously, yeah. We'll close the business or close the business and then pocket the change. Well, yes, but no, 100% they're not reporting, you know, all their revenues to the IRS. 100%. As they're an all-cash business. But you would have to think that some people are turned away from Patriot Saloon because they're like, oh, shit, I have no cash on me. Absolutely. I I agree. It's why it was usually empty unless we were there in large droves. Right. No, exactly. So, yep. So now we need to figure out where to go for your birthday. So, And we can't get pulled in 50 directions. And I don't want to go to some super expensive place that there's just too many of us to go somewhere like nice. Isn't is Magic Hour nice? I think there's too many of us for Magic Hour. I was thinking because I was talking to Zach about that. Zach looks over. Um famous uh kid coming into the city. Or know, always down to do at, something. Always down to do something. Yep. Great vibes. Um asked that we don't do Magic Hour. Really? Again. I feel like we've already always had a good time at Magic Hour, especially Matt Toro and uh and Russian friends. No, absolutely. Matt Toro with Russian girls is, is truly um, an inspiration to all of us in this trying time for that country. Oh, oh yeah. Um, he, he is a, he's a huge a, supporter, I mm-hmm. guess. Yep. Russian. And maybe Ukrainian girls, too, he likes. So, really, you know, Matt's an equal opportunity um, person. Right. He does not discriminate. You know, he but says, we have, Eastern Europe, bring it on. We have... I think because matching hours always booked up and we cannot walk in with more than like eight people. We need a reservation. If how many people are going to your birthday? Confirmed so far. We'll just call them out in the podcast and then whoever doesn't show up sucks. So here's the people who have said yes uh, in like two months in advance. Let's hear it. Me. Yep. There we go. Great start. You. (laughs) That's an even better start. Novik. Oh, wow. 
Toro, Zach, Dan, Dan, Tom Kelly, James McKenna, um, Caroline, Summer, Sahana, your sister. Oh wow! Did I say Nova? Yes. Um, Samantha. Amy Trafoni, maybe. She said yes, but now schedule, she flakes on me. Yeah. So we'll see about that. Uh, and then maybe Dimitri for my core team. So we're looking at 15. Okay. We're looking at 15 people. And that's that's not with the maybes in there. People who might come are Chris still has to see. Julian uh, still has to see if she can come in from California. Who? Juliana Rodriguez might come down. Um, and we haven't decided on inviting other people. Okay. I, have, I'm, I have a list of people on the fence about. And Zach doesn't want to do Magic Hour because I'm thinking. Zach doesn't, yeah. We need a place, obviously, I'm not going to point out the obvious, that can fit this group of 15 people. Now, you know, you go to a bar, that's when you'll get, if you don't want people to scatter, if you go to a bar and you have no table, you have no unified like yeah. meeting ground space and you go to uh what was that place where samantha works that we went to that one time pete whatever it was yeah like you go there you don't have a table you don't have nothing you're just kind of scattered around which i think will work like later on in the night when people yeah. undoubtedly get scattered and you know yeah. you, you have matt toro borderline driving home hammered at you know 2 a.m the rest of us want to go to a bar whatever it is that's fine to start though, right? Would it not be the worst case scenario to have whether you, you let's see what the for for magic hour, for example, doesn't have to be magic hour, could be other places, right? That could be fun though, outdoor, whatever you want. See how many people a table can fit. Let's say the table could fit if you get one of those big tables like where the bachelorette party was sitting, right? Let's yeah. say you could get 10, 12 people sitting down. You'll obviously have people to stand up, move around, go to... That could be something that works, at least initially, because you have this unified area, so people who want to wander, like uh, Matt Castellani wanders, comes back, mm -hmm. you know where everyone is. Um, you know, you could order drinks for the table, is right there, um, and depends what time you want to start everything, too. So... Now, what well, other? I was thinking. Yeah, let's hear. It. Last year, we did things mostly correct, which was, I think last year our start time was what, like six thirty. Yeah, I, I mean, I, it was literally me there at at your apartment at six thirty. Sahana was there, and then oh, if you gotta go to six thirty, then I think it was seven seven thirty because yeah. you got there early. There were I got there who early. Get there early. Yeah, right. I think the the best plan is. Like, meet up at my place, right? People get here early. People trickle in, you know, later early to the imaginary idea of on time to just fucking late. We are, we hang out here, maybe the rooftop, you know, we see which way we're going with that. The problem with the roof is that it's right next to some people's apartment buildings, or like, not buildings, apartments, their units. So like when it closes at eight, it's so that it's not like loud at like nine o'clock, you know? Right. So it does close eight, at eight. Right okay. There. Yeah. Just the door doesn't open at eight. I mean, I've been out there past eight, but I'm also not, you know, 10 to 15 people on a roof. 
Um, the last time we were here for hours, you know, and that was because, and that was when it had been two or three months since some people had seen each other. Now this might be a year for certain people. Yep. You know, so I think if we meet here, we're going to be here for a while. At your if apartment. Meet, yeah, I think we're going to be here till like 10. Well, that's what I'm saying. So it's a, it's a 10. Saturday, right? It's August 6th. Yeah, it's a Saturday. So what, you know, you could have this. You could obviously invite everyone over at a certain hour, right? It's a Saturday, so not a lot of people have something to do. Yeah. You know, you could say, hey, for those around at three, you know, you go hang out at the at your rooftop, whatever, at three turns to, or four turns to 6 p.m., and then you could say, you know, if you want to come to the apartment, swing by, sure. If not, how about we all meet at X place at X time, and that place being yeah. whatever rooftop bar, so on and so forth. That's, I think, along with that idea, really, the only thing it changes is where, like, what bar we're meeting at. Right. Right. Like how many people show up early here is going to determine where I want to move us. Like, cause I don't want to do like three Ubers of people, you know, no. or a bunch of cabs and the train and whatever. Cause I assume when we get here, we're going to start drinking. Right. Or, or you right. could just, you know, not tell everyone that people are meeting up beforehand and just say birthday starts at 7 PM at this place. And then just like tell people like tell four, five, or six of us meet at my apartment beforehand. This is going to be a great witness test for who of our friends actually listens to this podcast. Right. It is going to be who knows what the plan is for my birthday a month in advance so that when I send this text, like who knows when we're actually starting versus who is just being invited to the bar part. Right. And basically. unfortunately, I don't, I mean... <sighs> Who do you think the viewers of this w w are right now? The listeners. Um, who listens to this podcast? Mm -hmm. Your dad. Let's see. My dad. Um, does your dad listen? I don't think to the Game of Thrones podcast, no. All right, well, that's a little disappointing. Because <laughs> um, it's a minute for the view. Yeah. Uh, maybe Dan. I'd imagine. Maybe Dan. Because it's Game of Thrones. Dan, my dad. I think my mom listens. Um, Eli probably listens to it. It's hmm. a long list right there. We need to ramp up the viewership. I listen. You listen, I assume. Yeah. There's a minute for the view. So that's, we got six listeners. That's great. James Cosmo, you know. Who? Um, the actor who played Lord Commander Mormon. Oh, yes, my God. Yeah, he's a big fan. Oh, I'm sure. Us. Um, yeah, he gave us that shout out That's a year why he ago. Charged for that shout out too. Yeah, whatever. Cheap bastard. Um, <laughs> Isn't he rich from playing Lord Commander <laughs> Mormont? That's like got to pay seasons. big, right? I mean, come on. That's a stellar role. I'm sure it did pay like pretty well, right? I mean, yeah, until he was right. killed, season what, like three? Yeah, but yeah. Be crazy if like Aria listens to this. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm not. My hopes aren't too high. Yeah, not mine aren't either. Um. Yeah, that's tough. Kit Harrington uh, listens to this when he's Big in when, whenever he's Kit in Harrington. rehab, though. Yeah, he doesn't listen when he's in rehab, but when he's out, he listens right. to our podcast. No, 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 of I think he can't wait for our segment predicting his prequel show. Right. So, well, why don't we could talk about that? 
or his sequel show. Sorry. Yeah, we should talk about that. Well, <laughs> we should talk about Game of Thrones. Right. So I'm actually much more excited for the sequel than I am for the prequel. And we discussed this a little bit too, uh, especially with, you know, Better Call Saul and Breaking Bad and everything. Because it's like, you know, certain characters are going to have to die. And this is not, it's not so much applicable for the Game of Thrones prequel because it is set like 300 years um you know in the past but i guess you have to know that like certain ancestors may or may not die if they have have or have not had children yet but again that's yeah, besides like who betrays who right um that's why you know but the sequel you kind of go anywhere with that and uh, especially they get kit harrington back which again for me and this is almost like for anything it's more about the actual people than it is about you know the show itself right so i'm I'm much more excited that Jon Snow will be played by Kit Harington in the sequel. And I'm like, oh my God, you know, favorite character is going to be in the sequel. Then I am excited that there is, you know, I don't know. I don't care what really happens in the sequel. As long as he's there, I think I'm going to be entertained by it. Now, in the sequel, I don't know what they're going to do. Because last we saw of Jon was that he's riding off into, uh, you know, beyond the wall i guess to live happily ever after so i don't know what 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 you could even begin and i thought the kingdom was in peace because you have crippled bran you know leading the charge sansa somehow becomes queen of the north i mean that makes sense and then you have Arya, who's probably like lost at sea and drowned by now but i mean where, where are they even going to begin how do you how do you start this thing off it's got to start with John going. It's going to be you know some shot of John going outside the wall. You know, time jump for how long he's been outside. I agree with you though. Anything can happen, but also like it's very limited what can really happen out there. You know, like there's no White Walkers, there's no Night King, and the Wildlings are the tribes are unified under John and Tormund. So like, there's nothing. <laughs> Is to it, are we just going to see there. their daily life? Is it, I, it could just be like a rom-com. John like, trying to start a fire. Yeah. You know, Tormund comes back with like one rabbit instead of two. And he's like, oh, what are we going to do? You know? Yeah. Oh, my God. I like, made dinner all special. Or like Tormund's late for dinner. Like, it could just be a rom-com. I mean, it's it's got terrible, though. It'd be fucking awful. I know. I mean, I think the only way that. I mean, could you say that the, the White Walkers are magical? reboot or something or or are they they're gonna pull some kind of like oh fast forward 10 years type shit and be like oh you know well it's magic is you know the white walkers are back you know the night king is brewing somewhere or is there going to be some kind of turmoil in you know the kingdom and then John has to ride back, and I I don't know. I really have no idea how. Like, that's why it's tough the way they left it off because they made it. They left it off like where like oh everything's so wonderful now. You know, Bran's gonna lead the Six Kingdom. Sansa has, you know, you know the the North is its own kingdom, and I don't know. It's like they didn't leave themselves in a in a great position if to make a sequel. I think what I would do if I was going to make a Jon Snow sequel with what's available to us just from the show 
is it would have to be right. John was sent out there in exile for killing Daenerys um, to serve as the war commander of the Night's Watch, even though the Night's Watch does nothing, right? right. Because all the threats are gone. I, I And then we see Bran is going to try and find Drogon. We remember that. Yeah, who did he send after Drogon? No, no one. He's going to go do it with his mind powers. Oh, of course. Yeah, right. Raven ability. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think if I had to write it, it, it would be there's trouble in the kingdoms, you know, in the six kingdoms in the north, because things aren't really perfect. Uh huh. Um, and not really John riding back, but the kind of inciting incident for John's part of the story would be the differing opinions on on how um how to deal with John ostensibly left his post, right? He left Castle Black beyond the wall and is not coming back. Right. right. So would, but no one I, would I really give a that. shit unless something unless he was needed at the wall, right? And they're useless now. Well, I can't imagine like it would be a far it would be a stretch for Grey Worm to even know about this. Yeah. Because they they no just one else. left town. Yeah, they went straight for the Summer Isles where Masande was from. Just just to bool. Too bad she's dead. Too bad she's dead. But like I can't imagine that there's any anyone else who hates Jon Snow. It's either like the guys who don't like Jon realize he's left his post and is not really in exile, or um, Jon has some sort of loyalists who want him on the throne instead of Bran. Right. And he, you know, and he still doesn't want it. Yeah, I mean, maybe. I mean, it's got. I mean, because everyone still knows that Jon is the rightful king. And the, the name of the show is Game of Thrones, so it's got to be something like some kind of turmoil yeah. revolving around the throne. So whether it's, you know, because Bran uses his cripple powers to, you know, try and find Drogon. And, like, what if Bran then leaves his post and, you know, in King's Landing and then... It's tough for him to leave. There's a lot of stairs in King's Landing. <laughs> yeah. He can't get up those or down them. Really. No. You know, and, and, and then... Things start turning to shit, and then they're like, "Oh, we need John," and then I don't know something, or I I really have no idea where it could go. I mean, I think we have a better idea of where the what the prequel is going to do, right? Because what isn't it all hinged around the Targaryens? It's also all around the books, like Dance of Dragons and things like that. Yeah, the prequel books, right? So we know that, like, if you've read those, you know where it's going. If you didn't read them. It's just it's just going to be the Targaryens with the dragons like ruling Westeros and killing each other. So they're, I they're they're making the show all the way up until Aegon the Conqueror, I guess, comes I over. I don't think so. I think it's just going to be around. Um, remember in season one when Arya is t- not season one when Arya and Tywin talk about um, the old Targaryens and the dragons they had. Right. And the swords they wielded. It's going to be, it's those Targaryens. So what was that place um, across the narrow, like where they would make Valeria, oh, Valeria. That that makes sense. Yeah. Right. So I guess there. It's it's going to be the old Valeria into the Seven Kingdoms creation. And then a a little afterwards of the infighting. 
but not up to Rob, nowhere near the rebellion. I mean, it's 200 years before. Right. And this is kind of what I was, I was getting at before with prequels. I think that a prequel would be more entertaining if we got the story of like Robert's rebellion. We get to see young Ned Stark again. We get to see, you know, um, Robert Baratheon, who's built like a goddamn bull back in the day. Um, and all of that, but like we mentioned with Better Call Saul, at a certain point you know that certain characters are going to have to live, certain characters are going to have to die. But I feel like that still might be more entertaining. I don't know about you, but whether it's reading the books or whether it's watching the TV show, I mean, I wasn't completely enthralled with the whole Targaryen plot point. I didn't find it the most interesting. I didn't find it interesting watching... Daenerys wander around the desert with horse lords and a drag. It didn't really do it for me. I'd rather, I don't know, see other things. I thought the Night's Watch was the most interesting part of the show, basically the entire time through John's story. Right. Probably the best part for me. Second by like, like Tyrion after that. Right. Like, and I, you know, I have scenes I like of other stuff like prisoner Jamie or like Jamie and Brienne running around. Or um, like Cersei um, and the High Sparrow and the High Septon and all that. Like I enjoyed some of the, or like Jano Slint, stuff like that. But for me, the, the Targaryen line has all the history behind it. Mm-hmm. But it, it's not really, like if it was the most interesting subject matter, the books would have been about them. Right. Now, if the Targaryen, like the Targaryens, it felt like at least for me, they're the groundwork for this story. But do I need a whole show about them? Like, Are no. they going to include no, I, other houses in this or no? Yeah, it's going to be. I think it's going to be about the political state of Valyria and the beginnings of Westeros, which is fine. We're going to get like old Baratheons, old, you know, everyone who bent the knee to the Targaryens and the ones who got burnt alive, basically. We'll see, like Harrenhal um, will be a full standing fortress because the, the dragons didn't burn it down yet. But right. we know what's going to happen to Heron Hall, right? So, you know, like what you were saying with Better Call Saul, I mean, and we agree on this. We know, you know who's going to die. It's, so it's about executing it well. Unfortunately, we'll see, you know, are they doing one season of this? Are they doing three? How many, you know, most shows at their third season is when the writers start getting poached. Um, you know, you've got like three seasons out of a show. It's really well done you're going to lose writers to other shows or other projects. Why so now why does goes, that happen? Like what if what if the show is wildly successful? So why would you leave? Uh oh, cuz if you're let's say you're not like you know there's a lot of writers, like Breaking Bad had a ton of writers. Um Right. I think that writing room was like 15 people. Uh, and you can you know they pay you a lot more to leave for a new thing because you were on this successful project. There's also like what's a good example breaking bad's a great example right that see that series wasn't picked up for six seasons immediately right and neither was like sopranos i mean it was picked up for like two seasons three seasons four seasons and you lose people if your show's written for two seasons you know and you bookend it kind of like when walt stops cooking in season two that's kind of bookended walt made the money and he got away with it then you get renewed, you're going to lose some guys because they wrote their two seasons of Breaking Bad, what what they wanted of the story. They don't want to extend it anymore, you know, on their side of it. 
and another show is going to pay him more to come over. So when they, when if you're a show, right, like Breaking Bad, and you're signed for two seasons, do you write it, leaving it as if you want to make five seasons, or do you write it not knowing if you're going to get past two, and you try and make a soft wrap up at the end of season two? I don't know. I've I've seen it as in a lot of shows where they write it um, pretty bookended. Like they write the first season and they write like some of the second season, but not, you know, they don't fully plot out all of it. First season, because if you get panned in the first season, you're not getting a second season. Right. Right. So the first season's kind of, st- they're open-ended, but they stand on their own. Right. The ending, but the ending leaves room. Your second season, you see what worked. You retool what's going to go on in that season. And then they find out, wow, the second season is being produced or aired. Um, they get their renewals, right? So then you get all that time to write a third. You know, so I, I think it is, um, I think of it more of like, if your first season does well and you're writing the second one, you still have time to change shit. Yeah. Even when you're filming the first couple episodes, because you're not going to film, you know, if your second season is, is eight episodes. You're not filming all eight at once and then releasing them all. You know, you're filming in like a week. You know, you're filming one, two, three, and then maybe there's a break for four. You have to rewrite something. You know, certain episodes take longer. And I think the studio comes to you and is like, high ratings plus a solid script for the second season. Like, we're going to renew you for a third. And then you can change what happens in the second one to leave certain plot points open. Mm-hmm. You know, it reopened certain ones, I guess, and then um, continue on. Like Gus Spring. Gus wasn't even involved till like season three. It, Gus was their means of continuing. You're right. Yeah. Is he, yeah. he was the one who convinced Walt to, uh, to cook come again. back. Yeah. We had like two episodes of Walt not cooking. Jesse's cooking on his own. Jesse was supposed to die in the first season. Right. And now really? he makes it the whole, yeah, he was supposed to die in like season one or two. And he was so popular, he lives through the whole thing and gets his own sequel movie. So, when, so at what point was he supposed to die? Oh, I think Tuco was supposed to kill him. Really? Yeah. Wow. I think Tuco was supposed to get him, and then Walt was supposed to make his money. And it was the, the lesson of the show was supposed to be like, you know, it, Walt's greed and arrogance. You know, he got what he wanted, but he sacrificed everyone around him for it. Mm-hmm. His marriage fell apart. He has to avoid his brother-in-law. His partner and like surrogate meth son is also dead you know yeah not not what ends up happening no right because it was popular so with the game of thrones prequel like you know we're gonna watch some really cool stuff but i'm much more excited for the Jon snow sequel right i I, as am i i i it can go anywhere yeah they have no constraints whereas in the prequel they, they only have constraints did you see, uh, I think they posted like who some of the actors are going to be for the prequel. And they literally, they, they all look like uh, Viserys. They all just have this like bleached, bleached, blonde, white, long hair, skinny. Yeah, because they're doing, it's all the incest. Yeah. Oh my God. I know. Imagine, <laughs> you know how we're watching Smosh and it was like, if TV shows were real or whatever. Yeah. They should do one. Oh, God. What the Targaryens would look like if they actually bred incest for thousands of years. 
They would not be good looking. <laughs> they, they would not look like the. I pulled up the Instagram. We have what? We have King Viserys the first. Oh, so this isn't going to be old Valyria. We're we're doing just straight up the first king of the Seven Kingdoms. Oh, really? Viserys the first with Princess Rhaenyra, Daemon Targaryen. Oh, what what do we know about him? There's one of these characters, Otto Hightower, Hand of the King. We've heard about him. Yep. Allison Hightower, his kid. And wasn't Horace Hightower Valerian. wasn't Hightower a Lord Commander of the King's Guard at one point too? I I think we'll we'll probably see that. Yeah. Um. Princess Rhaenys Targaryen, the queen who never was. I don't remember what happens to her, so I guess nothing good. <laughs> um, Daemon Targaryen. I'm looking at. I'm looking it up because now I don't remember who was who became the. It wasn't in the um the show, but in the books, um, one of the Targaryens becomes the Three Eyed Raven. I don't know. You haven't gotten to that. I don't think I've gotten there. Damon Targaryen. I know he, he, yeah, he fights Otto Hightower, who hates him. Um, Damon is not the three-eyed raven. Uh, well, I guess we'll we'll be finding out in the uh, in the prequel. Oh, sorry. He's yes. He it's Aegon the the uh, the fourth is um his one of his bastards becomes a three eyed raven. The three eyed raven is also a former lord commander of the Night's Watch, but that's not in the show. Wow! Holy but crap! He's, uh, he made his way. Ar- the- he made his way around town, huh? Oh, absolutely! All the Targaryens did. <sighs> See, I th- I thought that would be an interesting concept, but remember, I also called a dan- We had to bring this up, right? I called this show September fourteenth, twenty twenty. You did before before it was announced. I said, "Wouldn't it be funny if we got a prequel about Maester Aemon Targaryen?" You know, <laughs> developing the ability to tell when someone's lying, and now we're getting the Targaryen bloodbath show I where they all are King's you know, Landing. And where, where did you? <laughs> wait, what, what did? Where uh, did you acquire such an ability, Mister Eamon? <laughs> I grew up in King's Landing, <laughs> so we're gonna get that in the show, which really means that we are the most uh, successful Game of Thrones podcast and super fans out there. I have not even heard of another Game of Thrones pod. We are the best out there. <laughs> we're the best. Of all of them, of the thousands, See, the most viewers too. It, it, yeah, it was such a an incredible idea a year and a half ago to begin a podcast about a show that had already uh, finished by like four years. Um, oh, isn't that going to be also interesting to see what Jon Snow, what does Kit Arrington look like right now? I think he looks the same basically because a year ago, I my friend got that photo with him outside my apartment, and he looked the same. He looked basically the same, just shorter hair. Um, well, that's easy to grow back. Oh, you know what? He was in that. He was in those superhero movies. I didn't watch it, but apparently in it, he looked pretty much like Jon Snow with shorter hair. He kept the beard. I'm trying to. I'm, yeah. Let, let's see if we can pull something up. He's short. He's really short, isn't he? 
He is. He is very short. Um, watch him be like not that short, and we're just saying that he's like, oh, he's five eight. He's pretty short. He's pretty, I think he's pretty short. That's short. But we all we have a stunt double for him prepared. If if anyone ever needs it, it five being, eight we have yeah Raphael. <laughs> and then you'll have Matt Toro saying five eight's not that short. That was really funny. That was funny, and I think you and I are the only two who heard it. Yeah. Between all of the making fun of uh, Roth, and that was solid when he was like, it's "Not that short, guys." <laughs> so it's like me with uh, the hot dog, where I was like, "That's gigantic." Oh yeah, it's not it, that small. No, it's not. <laughs> it's monstrous, dude. I can't even imagine what a ten-inch diameter milk bar cake could. Yeah, I mean that must be it's the size of my house. That must leave you sore for weeks. Absolutely. Yeah. How does one only insert it's seasonal though? Right. Yeah. You know, it's only in the warmer months. So uh, uh, along with that, mm. do we want to change the format of the podcast until the prequel comes out? Can I feel like the reason we stopped making these is because the show had ended three years, four years before. Yeah. So what are we going to do? We do? Wanna just just make, make do we want to just current switch? events? Hmm? What, switch to what? I don't know. We can switch to anything, but do we want to switch just so it's a more interesting? Because I love doing the podcast. Right. I and agree. I hate I, when we stop. I, I hated I, it. I think we should do more like current event slash gossip shit until until it reboots. <laughs> we should do a gossip. Should yeah. We a dating podcast. We should. Yeah. I think we should post it on our Instagrams. Like, uh, make like a, a poll. Like a poll. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we need to actually like, get a lot more followers. So we need to follow a lot more people. Um, well, I, I think to get more people into the podcast will happen when we stop doing Thrones. The Grievances Filed has a solid fan base. Right. Well, we also spam followed it. Of me. Crap t- yes, of you. But uh, the Instagram itself, we spam followed so many people um, on Instagram. I mean, I need, a, I need to go back and, and kind of redo our follow ratio because we're following like 1,100 people, only 400 followers. And half of them are like random, like hookers, porn stars, like fat people dancing. I, I literally just went to the NFL page and just followed every single, you know, every single person. So we we're following 69 people and we have 51 followers. So, yeah, we'll, we'll follow. But we should follow people that we know. Right. Um would be a good idea. So we'll start with that. Um, I agree. Make a poll of what people want to hear, what current events. Um, that would be a fantastic idea. And then we'll go for I think we should do better call Saul yeah. at some point just to talk about it because mm-hmm. we are – I'm obsessed. Um, like but we I, can still do TV. Right. But I think until August we should probably lean off Game of Thrones. I think people love gossip, love dating. And uh, and I think we'll do Better Call Saul. I think that's a good idea. What do you mean by gossip podcast, though? I don't know. Like Because the problem is you and I know enough people where we could totally fill the time on gossip. Yeah. But I also don't want the, the repercussions of our, like, two people, like, one wrong person listens to it and goes back to whoever's the topic of that episode. And it's like, you're never going to believe what Jacob and Andrew revealed on their podcast for hey, the world to well, hear. Well, if that generates listeners then so be it and uh i want five with that thing yep and uh, 
And as Calvin Heffes says, any publicity is good publicity. So Calvin, famous intellectual and thinker. He is, yeah. No one is no one has more years of college education under their belt than Calvin. In undergrad. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. He, Basically got his masters. He, pretty much. I mean he could have gone a doctorate. He, yeah, he is a doctor by now, I'm sure, right? Dr. Calvin. Doctor Doctor Hefes will you treat you randomly, for erectile I'm gonna, dysfunction. I'm start a, yeah. What? No, what were you saying? You were cutting out. I said Dr. Hefes will treat you for erectile dysfunction. Oh, he can finally help with that. Um, here's a random tidbit. I got in the middle of the night. Just uh, my phone was buzzing. It was a uh, Nick Michaela. Wow. Who I, I don't think I've ever spoken to. That's incredible. What, what did he have to say? He was he was literally just following every social media account we have. Wow, good for him. I was like, this is this is great. I had to I had to figure out who he was. I hadn't I because I haven't seen him in two years. Yep. I was like, oh yeah, like you did know like Tom and James McKenna and all of them. Yeah, he's he's boys with all of them. Is he where is he live? Where's he living now? Chicago. I'm going Chicago ah. locking in final answer. So he's not going to be available. Because Tom and Well, you James invited someone from California, so how is Chicago off limits? But California Julia Willits? Yeah. I think I brought it up in front of her, and she was like, "Where's my invite?" And I was like, "Oh, you can come." Yeah, come. Let's see. I think she. I, I think she might. All right. I mean, that's the most anyone can do is is might. It's all you can hope for. David Bedard just texted us. Did he? Oh boy, what did he say? Uh, it's a video of a cannon. Oh, fantastic! This thing is so cool. Um. Yeah. Oh yeah, we did. We did like no throne stock. No, well, there's nothing to talk about, really. Listen, we we talk about what the people want to hear, and that's that's yeah. bottom line. We're gonna figure out what they want to hear, and then we're gonna return. Right, and the podcast is gonna go on. Right, so order for operations, get more followers, post polls, um, to Instagram, and figure out what the people want to talk about. Should we post the polls when our stories aren't covered in anonymous questions? Yes. Yeah. That, I get the feeling that no one is watching our stories anymore because of all the anonymous questions. Yes. Like if I, I now I'm scrolling to it. So my viewers have gone from 150 on the anonymous questions, and then the most recent one, uh, 50. Mine went from 320, 280, 260, 250, 218, 204, 190. 185, 160, 120, 115. So it was definitely a steady decline. We need to save up our uh, energy here and wait wait for people to get enthralled again in our stories. So Absolutely. Yeah. We'll wait for them to all go down, but I did like the anonymous thing. That was fun. Now, well, I thought it was fun too. I mean, people made fun of me and said that I seemed like a, like a high school emo skater boy. I wish trying people, to get attention. <laughs> I wish people sent more like risque things. It's anonymous. You can send whatever you want. You know that's the perfect. For, that's the perfect time. It's like yik yak. You ever have a yik yak? Somebody, uh, you know, Zach was telling me about yik yak yesterday. 
I didn't. I think Yik Yak is more of a suburb thing. Yik Yak is within five miles. Horribly dangerous for bullying. Oh my God, is Yik Yak? That's what he said too. He was like, it was just bullying. It'd be like someone would be like, <laughs> and you could get the upvotes too. So he'd be like, oh, didn't so and so look like shit at school today? And then he'd get like 150 upvotes, and you're like, wow, I didn't, you know, wow, that, that person must be feeling great about themselves. Some of these anonymous questions I've been getting are, are weird. One, I, I I have not been replying to every single one. I got I got one that said you looked cute at eleven. Um, what else was one? The, that wasn't me. That wasn't you. Um, that was probably Bert. I got a what's your favorite TV show? I didn't post that. Do you want to be friends? Um, shout me out. That's weird. Have These you, are the ones you didn't answer? Mm, oh. Someone wrote such a good game. I think they were probably replying to... Oh, the worst game, the worst day of your life. Right, but they, yeah, it's stupid. Um, I got... Here's a good one I got that, that... This is when I put the app down. I got, have you ever cheated? You gotta be honest, LOL. Oh, Which, wow. That's gotta be a former... Girl, that's gotta be a former girlfriend, right? It has to be a former girlfriend, right? But then I thought to myself... I've, I've never done that. And they know that, presumably, because I don't speak to women. So it'd be very <laughs> difficult. <laughs> and then I thought and then I thought to myself, the second part of this question is, you got to be honest, LOL. Which really, to me, just means that this is either an ex-girlfriend who thinks they know something. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, you don't realize how little action I get. So that's on you. And then, or it's someone fucking with me and I'm overthinking it. No, it's got to um, be it's got to be an ex girlfriend. You know why? Because of the LOL added at the end. You can't. People are so stupid. They're like, "Oh, I'll add an LOL." First of all, it's anonymous. Like, so why are you why are you trying to temper your curiosity with add with an LOL? Like, I hate that. If you have a question, just fucking ask it. Don't write LOL at the end. That doesn't temper anything. It just makes you look, you know, like a beta cuck, as our friend Joe Spinoza would say. I think um, I have to respond to this and be like, "Here's where I think it's a lose lose if I answer this." Question. Ooh, well, say yes and see who then texts you. <laughs> say, yes. say yes and then see who texts you, or see who then unfollows you, right? Because then they would have a lot of resentment towards you. I lose followers every time I post anything. You see, to forget that I went to like socialist communist high school. And I have become the antithesis of, I've become like the enemy to everyone. Well, Jacob, you know why? It's because we're not uh, posting all social activism on our Instagram pages. We are, we are not, we're useless pawns. If we're not posting about that, we're not making a difference. I think the real, I think that along with the fact that as a, as, as a friend group, we look incredibly douchey sometimes. Right. That it just, it just doesn't lend itself to, uh, I've heard I've heard you've changed more than I've heard compliments in the last year. <laughs> hey, that you've changed is a great compliment. I think I've I think I've changed it. it it's always a great compliment. Whenever someone I don't says know you how cha- I'm going to answer this. Um, wait. So what was the, what was the question exactly? Have you ever have cheated? you ever cheated? Comma, you gotta be honest. Lol. Yeah, you should write yes. Lmao all the time. I, but I think it's a lose. I think if I say yes, LMAO all the time, um, I think there's the camp that will know I'm kidding, and there will be the camp of people who report back to whomever. 
do uh yeah. what if you say what if you write like a depends who you ask with a an eyebrow raise or something like that eyebrow raise should i just make a group chat i mean it's i have like what is it? i have five ex-girlfriends should yes. i just make a group chat and just be like which one of you was this group chat solve all yeah <laughs> just just all of them just be like was this you do it do it i might do it i might do it because i'm actually i'm personally offended by this question i would be too how disgusting of a question for them to ask Do it. You know what? I'm, you know what? I'm gonna respond to this. I'm gonna say I haven't, and I encourage whoever asks this. No, I can't say I encourage. Can't go too formal. I haven't, and if you think I have, you should text me. Well, Jacob will post the results to the Instagram page. What am I gonna post? They, if you uh, make a group chat, you'll post what they respond. Yeah, I'm actually getting like I'm getting heated about this. I'm getting a little angry. This question because how many years has that been my number one thing with people? Where like it even unprompted, I tell people I would never do that or whatever. Yeah. Like how many? I mean, probably ten years now. At Nine least. years now. Like, who the fuck sent it? Well, as we approach. <laughs> An hour-long podcast, we could tease what next one will be about. Well, next one will be about whatever the folks on Instagram say. I imagine people are going to vote for dating advice. Oh, idea. We get uh, one of Jacob's ex-girlfriends on the podcast, and we'll... Who's going to agree to it? And, and we'll say, well, why don't we get uh, Michaela on? And then we'll ask. Never say yes to it. Oh God! Would any of them say yes to it? Carly would probably say yes to it. Oh boy, we'll get we'll get Carly on. If we get Carly on, can we also should we also get she who will not be named? Yeah, right. You did. <laughs> oh my God! A cold day in hell. Answer for your crimes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <A> trial. <laughs> you. It should be a trial. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> that would be uh that'd be so funny. That would be just I'd actually enjoy so that. I would I would have you know me, I love being in situations like that. I would love a trial for like, you know, why were we thrown out of Fenway John? <laughs> <laughs> like what did you think you would gain by doing that? Oh my well, you know, there are some people who are thinkers and there's some people who uh just do not have the ability to comprehend or think beyond a Neanderthal level. I honestly, just insane. Really annoying. It is. All right. Well, that'll do it for us for today. Welcome back to the Kings of the Northeast. Welcome back. And if uh, just one final tidbit, if you're interested in dating our friend Matt Castellani, his phone number is 978-460-7280. Go text him. He'll take you on a nice date to uh, Earl's. You'll get, you could probably get him for five drinks at least. What's the drink of the month? That's a great, great. We should, this is why Boston's great. We should go back to Boston soon. 
let's because if we want to do a real Matt ad, I need to know what the drink of the month is. Cheerios right now. Matt gonna give it to you. He gonna give it to you. <laughs> Matt gonna give it to you. Drink of the month. We did a Bedard bumper with Bedard gonna give it to you, right? No one said anything about that. No one said anything. Really weird. All the innuendos that were implied there. Bedard gonna give it to you is just not a sentence that you would want to hear about it. Oh, wait a minute. They have a screwball cocktail? Wow! They do. They have a screwball cocktail. Oh, uh, one of my anonymous questions was, uh, who's your, who's, uh, what was it? Like, who's your favorite screwball girl or something like that? Or do you like girls who give screwball shots? Do you? Nope. <laughs> I like, All right, we can't I like, figure out the drink of the month. But remember, if you want a free drink at Earl or seven at Earl. Text 978-460-7280. Yep. 978-460-7280. <laughs> Use coupon code Matt, Kings of the give Northeast. It to you. Matt, going to give it to you. He's going to give it to <laughs> you. give it to you. <laughs> All right. Well, that does it for us. Tune in next time. And follow on the Instagram page.